Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. What's up, Dojo Nation? Welcome to another episode of Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz. Here's our co-host. Oh, I pointed the wrong direction, Randy. Here's our co-host, Randy Griggs, coming to you live from Lot B and a steamy Lot B minus out here in sunny California, Randy. We have, we're kicking off the chalk segment of season three i'm very very excited i'm not a big chocolate guy we'll get into that i guess um but uh we're, we're kicking it off we've got a very interesting pairing i'll be curious to see how many people are pairing along with us given uh how uh really difficult it is to get your hands on this particular cigar <laughs> uh we can we're, we're all we've got a 10 minute segment we're going to shame randy for that a little bit later uh but we'll jump into that uh after uh we get through a few things go ahead hit that share button if you're watching live thanks for tuning in uh hit that share button let everybody know that uh you hang out with weirdos in your spare time and uh, we promise not to embarrass you too much randy how are you feeling today you look frozen on my end i hope that's not the case uh-oh is randy that's totally Randy's it's frozen. totally the case. We're off to a fantastic start. I'll kick it back <laughs> to the uh, the dojo dugout what? back in lovely Colorado. Yes. How are what? you doing today, Eric? Well, heck, I was doing better, but now that Randy's frozen, I don't know. Like, tonight, I'm uh, producing the show, coming out of retirement just for you, Robbie Raz, to produce the show. Jordan is in Chicago uh, with the family, and so... Uh, you know, be hanging out with uh, with you guys tonight. Beautiful. Do we do we know? Uh, did they plan? Have you seen their itinerary? Are they getting some pizza while they're in Chicago? Yes, uh, I think pizza. Blue Malnati's. Pizza was. I don't know which uh, which pizza it was, but I know that they were going to do that as well as some uh, cinnamon rolls uh, that oh. are supposed to be super good somewhere in uh, in Chicago. But Jordan will be back tomorrow, and so <laughs> things will come back to normal. Awesome. Awesome. I, I, we don't get to see you on sexy cam this week. That is I know. That's, that is disappointing. It's you know, that probably ruins the show pretty much, but it um, does. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's tuning like I can I can see the numbers on Facebook are just <laughs> now dipping down. Completely. Let me see if I can get uh, Randall back Yeah. Here. Hopefully we'll get uh, we'll get Randy back in and I'll I'll just uh I'll vamp a little bit. Yeah, vamp. To uh to start out the segment. Excuse me. I'll let everybody know. So we we are we're we're kind of Coming up on the end of season three, almost this yeah. is the last. This is the last two segments, which is still, I mean, eight eight episodes. So we've nine ten episodes. So we still got like two and a half months. It'll get us through uh, right into the mid uh, the hot time of summer. But we are kicking off the chocolatey segment of season three, and we're starting it um, kind of interestingly. Actually, we're going with the, a, a spicy cigar. So we've got the Viaje 
fat jalapeno. After doing a little bit of research, the specific one that we're smoking is a fat jalapeno. We'll get into that in a minute. And we're pairing it, uh, Eric, with, we're going with a chocolate stout. I went with the classic Young's double chocolate stout. This is probably the first stout I ever drank in my life. Mm. It was either this or the, uh, whoever does the, the organic ones that also come from uh, that come from London have the gold foil around the top. Right. I can't think of uh, Stan Smith's. Right. Yeah, Steve yeah. Smith's. Oh no, Samuel Smith's. Samuel Stan Smith was a tennis player and had Adidas <laughs> shoes. Steve Smith was a wide receiver, and uh, Samuel Smith apparently is the one who makes the beer. It's funny because the first thing I thought was Adams, so I had the Samuel part in my head, but. Anyway, I, Samuel Adams. I'm anyway. going, yeah, what are you uh, going with? I'm going with the uh, Sierra Nevada Norwal. Mm, Norwal. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mr. Norwal. Gee, I hope you find your dad. So <laughs> Good I'm gonna, luck finding your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. Let me uh, uh, Go ahead and uh, vamp a little. Let me see if I can get Randy. It, He's indeed. probably restarting his computer. Mm. Be what I would, I would guess. <clears throat> yeah, Randy launched a bunch of new hardware. Uh, about an hour before the show, which that, that's not smart. Um, no, it's a good, it's good timing. It's good timing. So <laughs> I'm going to pour we'll this. I'm going to pour this, uh, Robbie, in my Flavor Odyssey cup. By the way, if you order a Flavor Odyssey glass from me in the next week or so, there could be a uh, Flavor Odyssey coin, challenge coin included oh. in your. Uh, I'll show that. On uh, one side, you've got the handsome. Robbie yeah, Raz. And on the other side, you've got Tails, which is... And now Eric's locked. Yeah. I'm I'm locked? Okay. No. No, it's just... I think it's on my end. We're, we're just having all kinds of issues. It's going to be a show like that, I can already tell. Do we still have some of those glasses left? I thought those were all gone. I ordered more. Oh, well, I'll be damned. I ordered, uh... I ordered some more. The, and so now these are in stock. So mm, you can order mm-hmm. your Flavor Odyssey glass on CigarDojo.com. It's the Beautiful. coolest glass. By the way, Robbie, you were the one that uh, pointed us in the direction of this style of glass. Super cool. I love it. Yeah, that's that's a good glass. It's um, <clears throat> the it actually photographs really well when you have like a hazy IPA in there. It photographs well. Um, but yeah, that was I, I spotted those glasses. I don't remember where I spotted them somewhere on social media, but uh, I, I pushed for it. Randy pushed back. Uh, I think a lot of like beer people, air quotes, um, aren't uh, aren't big on that particular glass, but. I'm. I don't really subscribe to the whole glassware has to be exactly specific thing. No. I mean, I think you can. I, mean, I to an extent, yes. Um, but uh, I mean, if I'm drinking whiskey and I drink it out of a Glencairn glass, do I have a different experience? I do. And Glencairn are those little taster glasses that we use every now and again. Right. Right. Uh, but with beer, I tend to just go. I think a tulip is kind of a catch-all. And I don't know if we have any more of these, but. I'm using my Dojo Tulip. Um, Randy is saying he's trying to connect with Skype and won't let him in. I've been trying to let him. Maybe he's using his other Skype account. Who who knows? He has two Skype Um, accounts. Who who has two Skype accounts? I don't know. Who's weirdo like that? So I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, this cigar that we're smoking. As I said, I think we said originally that we were smoking the Viaje uh, Jalapeno. Slight misnomer, we're smoking the Viaje fat jalapeno. Mm. Little bit of a difference. Uh, and this all comes from the Viaje pepper series, which, I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, I guess it's it's a thing, and they, they kind of like market it that way. But it's really like it looks like it's about one cigar uh, every few years, although they've ramped up the production <laughs> a, a bit lately. Um, it started out with a Viaje Jalapeno, which looked exactly the same as the one that we're smoking tonight. Had this uh, lovely little uh, green. It doesn't look like much now, but this was wrapped over the top of the cigar. It has a little pigtail on it. Looks like a makes it look like a jalapeno. Very cute. Um, and that came out originally, uh, Eric, in 2015. Um, <clears throat> so that's an old cigar. I mean, that's man, that's six years ago. Robbie, Hard to believe that. Uh, yeah, you've been around this industry long, like I have mm. been, and you know, what do you make of Viaje just as as a brand? I mean, the er, they obviously they were sort of like an early adopter of the style that everybody kind of does now, and maybe you, I think in a in a large part they were the trendsetter as far as you know, these small uh, micro releases, no, they, they only have like one or two actual lines and the rest is, you know, small releases and such. But now that we're, you know, 10 years past that or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's probably, it's hard, I think, for them to maintain an interest in the, you know, maintaining the buzz. And I love Andre and I love what they do, but the, just the truth be told, you know, if you think of Viaje now, you don't think of them like we thought of them maybe six years ago. Yeah, it's it's a good point. And I I want to say, man, when I first joined, which one are you smoking, by the way? By the way, I couldn't get the cigar. So I'm doing the, the Viaje uh, hand grenades and honey. Oh, so oh, that's uh, the, uh, honey and hand grenades. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's kind of that's like a quasi core line for them, I think. Yeah, it's kind of. There's a couple. Yeah. That and that's do. that's really how you could talk about them as a company. And I think when Eric, when I first started, when I first joined the dojo, and I, you guys had me on Smoke Night Live, and we did that uh, uh, cigar stock market. Yes. I I feel like Viaje was one of the companies that you asked me about. I remember there were two companies that you asked me about, and I was harsh about both of them. And one of them has completely <laughs> turned it around, and the other one was Viaje, which is still still kind of running at the same pace. Um, and in a way, it reminds me a bit of Warped, mm. where Warped came on the scene smoking hot. You know, these it, they didn't do quite the small brat, small batch stuff, uh, but then they kind of transitioned towards that, and, and now they seem to be a bit of an afterthought, at least to me. Um, and I think I, I feel like Viaje is the same way. They have their ardent fans who track everything down, I'm sure. And Andre's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. Um, and the cigars are really good. But it, it seems like if you find one that you enjoy, it's hard to find it again. Like Randy was talking about this jalapeno. And I know someone in the dojo was nice enough to send it to him. I don't remember exactly who, so I apologize for that. But um, I remember thinking, like, okay, that's great. We get some of these cigars. And, yeah, we'll, we'll do the, the jalapeno. That's great. It comes out every year. It doesn't. So it's it's there's I don't think there's any way that anybody when we announced that this is this was the cigar that we were going to smoke that they could have gone out and bought it. Uh, this particular version came out in January of 2020, um, which feels like four lifetimes ago, and that was that was just before everything changed. But um, January 2020, it's a you know ten dollar stick. I don't know what the production was on it, but the production on them is never high. It's it's an interesting brand. Um, they kind of follow that untapped model. We, Randy and I have talked about that with beer where it's, I think it works better in beer, honestly, where you can constantly have rotating taps. 
and you have a couple of beers that you bring back and you have a couple of core lines maybe, but uh, those small breweries that have, uh, that just kind of have a different hazy IPA every week and a different regular IPA and they make a bunch of Belgians and they make some lagers that can work for a brewery and it's working for Viaje, I guess, but I don't know. It's, it's tough because for me, it's it's just hard to put a finger on exactly how I feel about them. Right. I think another part of this could be, and you just tell me if you think I'm wrong or not, but, uh, you know, Andre doesn't involve himself in the community that much. And because of that, you tend to forget him a little bit. Like, the, it's a social media world. That's Obviously, that's changed a lot since Andre started Viaje. And, you know, back in the day, you know, you'd just see him at an event or you'd see him at the show, and that was it. He was kind of like an exclusive type guy. Well, now everybody, including Fuente, Carlito, and everybody's on, you know, all these channels all the time, and you're constantly seeing them. You don't see Andre at all. So it's sort of like out of sight, out of mind. Is Am I off on that? I think it's I think it's a contributing factor, sure. Yeah. I mean, a couple of years ago, you could have said that about Dion. Yeah. But now you but now you even see Dion doing stuff and doing videos and and if if Dion is going to hop on and start doing uh, you know things like that, uh, I think that's a pretty good barometer that uh, you should probably be doing it. You know what I'm saying? Did you see Randy popped in and his his earphone was like on the top of his head? It was great. <laughs> Yeah, he looked like he was he looked. You looked like you were a DJ, like you were kind of listening, but you were, you know, on the ones and twos. That's that's exactly what I had to be doing. I'm I I was relegated to the chat room, so I've got I've got my phone here. I'm on Facebook. I'm on the chat. Uh, I tried to drop. I you know I tried to add some spice. So I apologize <laughs> about my current angle. This is a backup camera. I tried to add a new camera to the system. All I can think of it is it had to be that uh, that I added some new software and some new hardware to uh, my output today, and it might have screwed everything up. I apologize for uh, for leaving, but I was enjoying the conversation about uh, Viaje. Guys. Now, Randy, let's get your thoughts on that. Uh, you're as a, a little a little bit newer into the industry than, yeah. than me and and Robbie. Uh, maybe the last what three years or so, you've really delved mm-hmm. deeply. Um, how, what are your feelings on Viaje? When I say Viaje, what 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 comes to mind? What do you think of this brand? Yeah, it's interesting because, like you said, you guys uh, you know outdate Viaje to where you saw their rise and their uh, maybe I shouldn't call it a fall here publicly at least. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so when I came into cigars, Viaje was the hottest brand going. Um, it was maybe uh, Warped and Viaje were 1A, 1B. Like those were the two cool kids on the block, the, um, the boutique brands that, you know, they were must have every time their releases hit the streets. Um, and so for me, I was all about Viaje. I've got a whole uh, shelf of Viaje in my, in my cabinet. And um, so I've got a ton of their stuff. I'm actually a big fan. You know, obviously we know a, a lot of his stuff comes out of Agonorsa Leaf. I'm kind of a fanboy of, of their tobacco. So I'm a fan of the cigars. Um, you know, the whole them biting off of uh, things for the craft, trying to, uh, you know, emulate craft beer with the um, the craft releases. I wasn't bothered by that. The bales on bales and the uh, for the love of the leaf. I thought they were good cigars. Um, 
I like what he does, but but you guys are totally right. You know, he's just fallen out of favor. Um, you know, no one talks about him. Like you said, I I'd walk by that guy in a trade show and not even recognize him. And you guys know me in a trade show. I'm, you know, I'm 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 the first guy to notice everybody. I mean, that's what I'm there for. Is you know the people watching and, and seeing these these folks. So, uh, yeah, I think it's hurt him that, and we've seen it before too. You know, it doesn't have to be the brand owner. That has to be the public face. You know, I mean, we very seldomly see anybody in the Fernandez family, whether it be Max or his father. You know, they put Terrence out there. They position someone to be the face of their brand. I think it hurts Andre that he uh, never partnered up with a with an advocate or an ambassador or a sales lead, you know, wh whatever role. Uh, you, you think they should play in the company. I think that would have been the way I would go. If he doesn't want to be in the public light, um, it's a very community driven industry and you know it's like the people watching the show right now you know we we could name half of them by by first name you know we know each other we, we're a community of people and uh i think it hurts uh both and since we seem to say those two names together a lot in viaje and warped i think uh, kyle gellis could be um you know has done a little bit better of a job than andre uh, but neither of them are you know uh, the men of the people if you will and, and I think it hurts their, their brands in this industry. Now, Robbie, uh, one quick follow-up question on this same topic before we leave it. Uh, do you think, Robbie, that it also hurt at the time when Andre sort of moved away from Aganorsa and started producing a lot more stuff, you know, out of PDR and that? Do you think that that was any kind of a factor or did that not matter? I, I mean... It's tough because, like, now we're into, like, the inside baseball stuff, right? Like this is this is not the thing the types of things that the average consumer uh, really knows or cares about. But when you're only doing small batch stuff and you're positioning it the way that he does, and you're at the retailers that he's at, you're kind of catering to that crowd. Right. So yeah, I mean, off, off the top of my head, if 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 some if a bigger brand did something like that, <clears throat> I don't know that it would really matter. Because they have enough, I don't want to say faceless consumers, but like like people who just blindly buy their stuff and don't really necessarily necessarily care about the day to day operations of the company, um, and that wouldn't affect them as much. But with a, a brand like Viaje, yeah, I imagine something like that, and especially when you're talking about a name like Aganorsa, that at least in our world, and I'm speaking about the Dojo verse, of course, uh, is a big name. Um, so, and yeah, so we even get, uh, hall of fame, well, hall of famers are chiming in saying that the stuff that's the non taps of cigars are not very good. I don't know exactly where this jalapeno was made because everything that I found about it just is undisclosed. I think it's a Nicaraguan Puro, but I'm not really sure. Sorry, Randy. I said Puro like a white dude. Puro, a Nicaraguan Puro. I uh, sounded yeah. like a gringo there for a minute. Um, when is the yep. Randy flogging going to take place? Well, now that we know that his his connection is secure, uh, we'll build up Tanner. We'll let you know, uh, and you can uh, unload when necessary. Uh, but yeah, I think it's 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 a it's a combination of things. Um, and Randy, like the warped, I think the warped uh, comparison is is pretty fair. Uh, and Kyle, when he started warped, um, I remember that that first year they were at IPCPR, which was like 2014, maybe, um, maybe 2013. Um, I was really excited, maybe 2015, in there somewhere. That was one brand that I was really excited to see because I knew nothing about it, and they were all over Instagram. Like they were one of the first, they were like the early oh, really? adopters on Instagram, where it oh, was, wow. 
it was um, what was their first one? La, La Colmena was one of their first releases, and uh, El Oso was another one of their first releases. Uh, oh, which yeah, I think yeah. those are still like core lines, which Viaje never really had. So maybe the c- comparison isn't great, but um, th- they Kyle really embraced it. And Kyle's a, he's kind of a businessman, right? He's not really a, I mean, he's a tobacco guy, but he's a businessman. So he's got other stuff going. And I feel well, like that's Andre's, what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, he seems to get like bored and move on to the next project. He came out with his coffee company, and then he was on to his wine company. Then it was be part of my club, but I haven't released a new cigar in two years. And he just seems like he's trying to do other things. Start his brother's cigar company with, I think it was Cloud. Was it Cloud 9? I feel like it was Cloud, Cloud 8. I don't remember. Fluffy Clouds. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it was weird. I, again, some I, I can handpick a couple of cigars in the portfolio that I still... Uh, Rate as some of my favorite cigars. I mean, what I literally I have so much. Um, so the way I do my little sneak behind the uh, the curtain here, the way I organize my cigar collection is like everything goes into my my stand up cabinet until it becomes such a big brand that it gets its own chest humidor. So I have my two biggest humidors are my my uh, my my father. I just call it my my father. It's my tat. It's my tatuaje and uh, my father cigars. You and then, don't smoke tatuaje. Shut up. <laughs> Just because I'm not a fanboy like you. Uh, so I, my, my two big, big uh, boxes are Agnor Salif and my father. And then I have like eight other smaller boxes. Um, Drew Estate has one of the larger ones. Um, actually, Drew Estate has one, then, but I have a drawer just for Liga Pravada separately. Um but uh, but I have a whole box of, of warped, and you open that, and that smell is what I think of when I think of Nicaraguan tobacco. Like it's it's that sweet and spicy that just, and I loved the La Haciendas, um, the 1988. I have yeah boxes of Don Ronaldo. Um, That's a phenomenal cigar. Yeah, so good, so good. Um, so, so they're great cigars, and, and it's funny, you know, you, the first you mentioned the La Comena and the El Oso, you know, those were those original Titan de Bronze cigars, yeah. and he, he, you know, tells some story about, you know, ditching classes in college to go, you know, study under Sandy at El Titan, and she's a second mother, and this and that, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen that guy in the industry in years, um, I, Andre Farkas's last post that I remember seeing was over a year ago and it was about Firestone Walker beer, not about cigars. <laughs> he does he does a lot of he does the the humble brag posts of, hey, I just found a case of this really exclusive beer, or I just bought, you know, whatever uh, whiskey that everybody's trying to find. I just found a full case of it. Yeah, uh, but I think what what Eric, what we need to focus on here, and this was like the first thing that uh, that Randy said was if I were standing next to Andre Farkas, I wouldn't know who he is. So that's the barometer. If Randy doesn't recognize you, then <laughs> then you're doing something wrong. I think. Probably. By it the sounds way, like, it, was, it uh, sounds like he could use the director of marketing. It was a cloud like, cloud hopper. That was the brand that cloud uh, hopper. Yeah. That uh, that's right. That's right. He did with his brother. <laughs> Kyle did with his brother. Yeah. Right. And actually, the first cigar that I reviewed, we're getting way off topic here, uh, for the dojo was a uh, was a warped cigar. Really. It was. It was. Uh, there you go. Somebody, somebody else can have to is going to have to look that up, and I think it, I rated it like eighty four, eighty five. It was okay. Hmm. Uh, 
But anyway, to get back, Randy, now that we can actually talk about today's pairing, thank you for joining the show, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, this was such an imposition. Uh, and, and thank it was you for moving. kind of fun being in the chat and watching you guys. I was like, this is kind of cool. People were talking smack. And like, well, why are you in here? You're supposed to be up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't see what anybody was saying, thankfully. Uh, I was. <laughs> trying to vamp Randy to use your word. Um, and, uh, it was, it was going pretty well. And actually I'm a little bit disappointed that you, that you showed up. So I did recognize uh, you, Allison. <laughs> uh, everybody's shouting Randy out in the chat now. Um, so let's, and I'm, I'm actually, I'm really glad that you moved your Topo Chico cause it was right in the middle of the camera. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't planning on that camera oh, being live. Ugh, what a, what so, a weird, weird so we, set of events. So we are smoking the Viaje fat jalapeno. Um, I started to talk a little bit about this uh, pepper series. I, I don't know. We need to go into too much detail about it. This particular blend came out in January 2020, as I said. Uh, the original jalapeno came out in 2015. Um, I, as far as I know, it's the same blend. Um, well, something I was going to say, if it is or isn't, as you, I, I heard you talking about how uh, they, they like to be mysterious about it and, mm. and keep the blend close under uh, wraps, if you will. Um what I was able to find from 2015 when they originally released it, um, the, uh, the, the way they talked about it in their press release is as though it was an actual jalapeno pepper that they had grown and harvested at the peak of its, uh, of its like maturity on, on the plant. But like, they don't talk about it like it's tobacco. They just literally talk about it as if they harvested uh, this as a pepper. And they said that they grew it at their Honduras farm and uh, and picked it at Racist Cubanas. Ah, okay. Good um, to know. So yeah. So again, I don't know how that plays into the future uh, or the the you know preceding lines of this brand. I did want to uh, mention it's my fault that no one was able to join along. I'm so sorry for that. I was really excited about smoking one of these cigars from the Pepper series. I, I like the concept of Pepper series. I grow peppers myself. I'm a pepper fan, if you will. Um, and so I was really excited about smoking one of these during the, the spicy series mm. uh, that we just wrapped up. And I wasn't able to get my hands on any. So I put out a, a note on Dojoverse and Turned was like, the, hey, the bat signal. yeah, I, I, I lit up the bat signal. Exactly. And I, and I let the folks know that I was looking for these cigars and I was willing to trade. Well, before I knew what was going on, both Daniel R. and Kevin, Hall of Fame Kevin and A-Cup, both just sent me these cigars mm. uh and, and i said oh no i was trying to like trade or, or you know something like, no nah, no you're good if you want that cigar i had some i'll send you some and so i ended up with these and i got so excited about the generosity that i felt from Dojoverse actually achieving obtaining these i asked you to let us you know, pair it on the show and you didn't question me. And it wasn't until someone was like, but how are we supposed to get that radio? I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. You can't get these cigars. So I so apologize they, to everybody. It's all my fault. I got excited about other people's generosity. And that's, that's what led to today's it's, it's, it's amazing. I've never heard anyone blame somebody for sending them cigars. That was impressive. <laughs> and it sounds like you need to reciprocate, but uh, but it's that kind of. But I hear what you're saying. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just I'm just messing around, uh, and I'm I'm and I'm thankful that you guys sent these cigars out because uh, I'm enjoying this actually quite a bit. Um, it, but it, it, that gets back to the point when you said I didn't challenge you because I just assumed that the jalapeno came out every year. 
and it doesn't. And that gets back to the whole point of the level of communication coming out of the brand. Yeah. So we can move forward there. Um, cool. So the the for what it's worth, the uh, can we just start over? <laughs> no, we're good. For what it's worth, the the Pepper series has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different cigars. The most recent one is the Fat Purple Jalapeno, which just came out in March of uh, 21. Uh, there was also the Fat Carolina Reaper uh, that came out in 21 as well. Um, Randy is there pouring, and this Fat Jalapeno came out in January of 20. So there was a year in between, but there's uh, probably a reason for that. If you have been paying attention the last year and a half, you understand. Um, but the cigar itself is pretty good, and it does live up to that kind of spicy uh, pepper series, kind of uh, the nomenclature that they're using there. Um, has a real nice, like bright spice, Randy, on uh, on the retrohale. I would even call it more of like a green spice. And maybe that's, I've never really used that term, but it's, it's more of a vegetal spice right. as opposed to like a cabinet spice. And maybe that's placebo playing into it a little bit, but... If that's the experience I'm having, what does it matter? Um, but it's it is quite tasty, very earthy on the palate. I think uh, there's a little bit of chocolate in there that might be coming from the beer. That might be the flavor hook um, for me. But uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. I see that you are either just lighting yours or just getting around to it. Sorry to interrupt your day with the show, man. I mean, it's it's I feel terrible. No, honestly, clear, the, uh, clearly had other things to do. Yeah, the Figurado head of this uh, was tight as hell. So I was trying to smoke it from the little nipple foot there, uh, and I ended up just giving up, taking my guillotine. I clipped the head off. I'm sorry, the foot off a little bit, and um, and uh, and it's smoking great now and opened up. It was just a little bit uh, tight right in the front. That's why it looks like I haven't smoked any of it. Um, but uh, but I'm really glad that you referenced that like that. That was one of the reasons I was excited about doing this uh um, smoking these cigars on the show because I, again, I'm a big pepper fan. Wanted to talk a little bit about peppers, and I really like the way you described it. It's a, it's a great lead-in um, to kind of how I wanted to talk about this whole thing because I think uh, peppers are often you know, misunderstood and misrepresented in, in <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, God bless us. Our tomorrow, by the way, Chad. Um, I, I tend to take peppers out of context all the time. Totally misunderstood. Well, well everyone does. I, th I think it's really easy too, and you know, we often focus so much on the capsaicin, the heat that we feel. We forget to like stop and think really well, um, uh, deeply about the flavor uh, of them. And, and I like to always bring up bell peppers because you think you think of bell peppers now. Green bell peppers is the strongest of flavors. I, I prefer yellow and red bell peppers that, that are softer. It doesn't have quite the same like chlorophyll kind of strong pepper um, uh, note. And most people would, would actually not even use the term pepper to, to talk about that. But if you think of bell peppers as being part of this family and then jalapenos being the first one, you know, if, if you're just kind of going from lightest to strongest, I, I would kind of go from bell pepper to jalapeno where jalapeno still has a lot of that bell peppery kind of pepper flush yeah. character. Um, and, and it's not known to be ultra hot. You know, some of them can be hotter than others. That's that's the other problem with peppers is as an agricultural uh, product for one harvest to the next. I mean, you can have some that are virtually not hot at all to other ones that have some some pretty emphasized heat. And then the one I like to talk about the most is habanero. It's it's probably my favorite pepper. 
it's it, well, it does have a lot of capsizing. It it it, it uh, ranks pretty high uh, on, on the heat scale. Um, it actually has a very peach-like and sweet flesh. And 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 if you can like think about it and separate yourself from the heat long enough to focus on that on that flesh sweet peachy kind kind of uh, character you might find something in habanero that uh, that that you haven't in the past that, that makes you kind of fall in love with it and I have personally um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of peppers and so I think it's cool as shit that he does this you know we talk about uh, about pepperiness and and we talk all the time on this show about differentiating between uh, pepper and heat and cabinet spices versus uh, you know black and white peppers a poblano's a, a, mm. a great example of of a of a rich pepper and then and then you get into your dried peppers you know a poblano dried is a ancho uh, chili right it's the same pepper just uh, smoked and dried a chipotle is a jalapeno smoked and dried and so um, not all peppers take on a whole new name when they're dried like that um, but like understanding the connections between those uh I don't know. For me, has has opened up my mind, which has helped me in my palate to experience more flavor uh, from peppers in general in, in cooking at home uh, for myself. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting too with with peppers too. It, it can depend on, at least in my experience, um, <clears throat> the setting. Like, what are you using them for? You know, no. like I I don't think of jalapenos really as uh, as all that spicy. But when we were doing the spicy segment. And we were going to do that jalapeno margarita. I made one and I, all I could taste was fire. Oh. Just, just from, just from the jalapeno, just a tiny little slice of jalapeno. And, uh, I tried it seeded and with seeds eat both ways. It just totally overran the flavor and just sat in the back of my throat. And it was really for me, very unpleasant. Cause I don't really like that, especially in a cocktail. Um, but I know a lot of people do like the spicy cocktails, but, uh, we'll get into the beer here in a second, Randy. But uh, I think that you might have. Does Is that it remind that you of anything? Maybe. <laughs> Randy! Are you ready for the biggest throwdown and celebration you have ever witnessed in cigars? Well, Drew Estate is about to bring the biggest, best celebration you've ever heard of. It's their 25th anniversary. And guess what, guys? We all got an invitation. And I'm letting you know right here and right now, you do not want to miss this celebration. They're going to be kicking off the biggest party of all time. Let me tell you right here. I'm just going to pause for a minute and tell you guys, you do not want to be the guy. Two years from now, trying to hunt down the dope, unique, limited swag that is available right now. If you buy a ticket to the Drew Estate 25th anniversary, you need to make your way to South Fork, Texas, September 25th, and get a taste of the Drew Estate subculture. Get your tickets today at DrewEstate.com forward slash DE25 to experience live and direct the rebirth of cigars and you guys know i could never do one of randy's reads without mentioning our unparalleled sponsor smoke in 
Smokey and make sure that Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs have a cigar to smoke each and every one of these shows to bring you these pair, these pairing odysseys for your own enjoyment at home. So next time you're looking for a cigar, try smokey.com and check out one of their 600 unbelievable brands that they carry and if you're in florida you don't want to miss the opportunity to walk in the front door of one of their 11 brick and mortar locations check them out at smokein.com wow very very nice i i was on board this was a great read and then you went into third person and referred to yourself <laughs> oh, by your yeah. first name and it, it just it. Yeah. it freaked me out i like so the, I, I like the part where he said let me pause and by not pausing yeah. that was yeah yeah <laughs> That was well, cool. no, he paused. He paused like the aggressive Randy. Right. Just yeah. hey, like, I'm right. just well, going to talk to you. Just talking to you. Yeah. The thing is, is, I spent my I spent the whole hour before going live setting up my camera that apparently broke the whole system, and I didn't prepare the read. So I was kind of going off of last week's read. I was like, they don't need to hear the same read two weeks in a row. And so I had to go off script and I had to just kind of yeah, I had to be real with the audience. Be like, listen, like, cause here's the thing. I go on those groups and I see these guys going, oh. Look at that one time only ever Drew Estate limited release cutter, lighter, uh, you, you know, uh, travel humidor, backpack. They have the most electric merch you've ever seen. And guess what? There's no chance that they call it limited release this time and then bring it back next year. It's their 25th anniversary. They can't bring it back. This is the one and only time you're ever going to get a chance to get your hands on this stuff. So I'm dead serious. I'm excited about it. I'm really hoping to attend. My intention is to attend. Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from my travel agent. You know, some things need to be worked out. But, 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 uh, but Drew, forward slash de25 you want to you want to be in the place to be you want to meet the people that we interview here you want to like get a sense of the brand this should be an amazing trip to take i can't tell you guys how excited i am about it i hope to be there i'll let you guys know when i confirm my uh my plans to go i actually have family in texas so i'm trying to figure out if i get a free stay if i if i go down there but uh but but if so you know i meet you guys in the bar we're drinking we're partying you know, I don't, I don't ask Eric, Eric, what time do I go to bed when I'm on a cigar trip? Pretty late. Pretty late. Like, <laughs> like, like three, four in the morning. It's, but, and, it's, and then, it's not even advisable. It's a and, bad idea, but and, I do it. And then he wakes, <laughs> he wakes up at about five in the morning. He sells all of his stock on Robin Hood and then he buys all new stock by 6 a.m. And then he's making uh, croissant sandwiches. That's how it goes. Oh, that, those croissant sandwiches are good, though. Yeah, that's that's, that's basically me on a trip. That, that, that pretty, <laughs> pretty much. Well, I I don't I don't know, Randy. It sounded like uh, Eric was saying that there's going to be a dojo house uh, for this event, and you're are you offline again? Damn it! Oh my right. gosh, <clears throat> this is terrible. Um, you know, he's, he was so excited he must have hit a button. Who knows? Randy exploded. Now, Robbie, um, mm. this pairing on paper, like anytime you throw in imperial stout right it's automatically you think like it's a pairing that can't fail uh imperial stout is one of those almost no lose type pairings but what do you think so far without giving a away your thumbs up or thumbs down uh maybe kind of give us your your first and middle impressions now that we're we're actually nearing the end of the show. But Imperial Stout, you say Imperial Stout with whatever, and it just you're like, oh, that's going to be a good pairing. But so far, what do you think? I would actually disagree with you. Really? 
because well first first of all uh we're smoke we're drinking a chocolate stout no you could have an imperial chocolate stout but it didn't have to be imperial uh so an imperial stout that's going to be that's all ramped up it's it's you're you're getting to the point where you're starting to talk about barrel age type stuff now granted they're they're different they're not the same usually a barrel age beer is an imperial stout but <clears throat> Once you get into that imperial level, that 12, 13, 10%, 10, 12, 13%, you start to run into something that I've realized and I've learned over the course of this show is those beers, it's really hard to find something that stands up to it. And then it's really hard to fight like palate fatigue where you just have too much happening. There's like, I have to get, like, I'm smoking a Neanderthal and I'm drinking an imperial stout. On paper, that sounds great. You think, yeah, that's awesome, right after a steak or something, right? Well, you better eat a steak before you do that. But that's just so much flavor, and I'm sure it would work. But I don't, I don't automatically think that an imperial stout is going to be a great pairing. But uh, when I, when you say chocolate stout, now, okay, now we're 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 coming down in ABV a little bit. We're going to drink a beer that's not quite as strong, because uh, I think what am I checking in at today? Five point two percent with this Young's. I didn't even mention what I was drinking. I don't think uh, Young's double chocolate stout. This is just a classic out of. Uh, this comes out of London, doesn't it? I think so, uh, yeah. It's, that's right. It's a product of England. I don't know exactly where it's produced. But uh, this is probably, I was telling Eric offline, this is probably the first stout that I've ever, outside of Guinness, that I ever had in my life. And it's it's still really good. I And this is this was uh, just a single bottle. It's like three bucks. Yeah. Really super cheap. It's not super chocolatey <clears throat> because I think as things, especially in America, as things catch on, we have to do more and more of it. Mm, right. Like, and I, like you drink an IPA that was hoppy a couple of years ago. It's like, yeah, that tastes like water now. It's nothing compared to what's going on these days. But um, for me, when you tell me a chocolate stout, I think, man, it's the only way I can miss is if I'm smoking a weak Connecticut. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, anything Connecticut shade is probably going to miss. Um, you know, a natural wrapper is still going to be good. Anything Maduro is probably just going to be great because you're going to get that sweetness. Yeah, see, Tanner, you should have done it, man. Uh, you're going to get that sweetness across the board, and you're probably going to be pretty uh, on par as far as intensity is concerned. Uh, my pairing, without going to, oh, yeah, the banana bread stout, that's a good one too. It, it's a little bit, I don't, it's a good one to have one. Like, I don't stock up on that. Uh, the banana bread stout that comes from Young's, <clears throat> it's fun. It's a little bit different. Uh, the banana is not really overpowering, but it does taste pretty good. Uh, for me, this is the intensity is is working. There's a flavor hook working for me, so it's trending in the right direction. Samuel Smiths, we were talking about that uh, Hall of Famer Kevin Acuff checking in again. Uh, Samuel Smiths was another one. Uh, that's it's like their organic chocolate stout or something. I don't know why it's called organic, whatever. But um, that's another one. That's one of the first ones that I had, and you can always find it at like a Bevmo or any type of a place like that. Um, what was that one? A, a tobacco and a chocolate stout. Tobacco yeah. and chocolate stout. That be. That'd be kind of good too. You're getting a lot of sweetness there if you want. That's a dessert pairing, but you're going to get that coffee. Uh, and when that sweetness, uh, <clears throat> the tobacco is one of the few, uh, I guess, infused uh, cigars that I really like, that I enjoy. Um, when uh, a couple of times I went on Cigar Safari, like that'd be my that'd be my breakfast smoke. I, I, I was just gonna I was gonna bring that up just right then when you said that, Robbie. Is tobacco is like when you're on Safari and. You've smoked like nine cigars the day before and you wake up the next yeah. morning and you're like, I, I just want something different. And like that tobacco tastes great, like in that situation. 
Yeah, first first thing in the morning, but and I could see that pairing being pretty good. That's a dessert yeah. pairing. That would be it might be overboard on sweetness for me, but if that's what you're looking for, then uh, then definitely that's gonna Goose Island coffee bourbon stout. Like okay, now Robert, now you're getting into the realm of okay, what the hell could I possibly pair with this? Because <laughs> there's so like there's so much going on in those beers. I mean, that's fifteen percent. You pour that thing, it's as viscous as motor oil. It's black as midnight. It is a delicious beer. Uh, they come in like, it's like a pint and a half size bottle that I could not possibly drink on my own. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a six ounce pour on something like that, tops. Uh, how could Randy leave a comment saying his internet is down? <laughs> yeah. He's, that, <laughs> was, the, that was smoke signals. The, smoke signals. These are, the questions, these are the questions we need to ask. That's fine. We'll just assume Randy's not coming back. Um, but I will say this... This jalapeno, I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by it. It it lives up to, to the name of of, of what it represents. I mean, it's it's got a bunch of earthy. <laughs> pay your bills, Randy. It's got a, a, an earthy component to it. Again, I said there's a little bit of chocolatey notes in there, more of a dry cocoa kind of vibe to it that I think really goes well with this uh, with this double chocolate stout because <clears throat> if you've had Youngs, it's not overly chocolatey. There's, there's, I don't know if they use cacao nibs or what. Randy invented those, by the way. Uh, I don't know what they use to, to sweeten this with or to get the chocolate flavor. It's there. It's not overpowering. Um, it's very pleasant, uh, in my opinion, not, not over the top. <laughs> well, at least, we, yeah, definitely. At least he got the read in. That's, that's really all we need Randy for at this point. Just show up and do the read, <laughs> and, uh, and we could do the rest. It's just, uh, it would be easier if Jordan was here as well. But, uh, but that's okay. We're professionals. We'll power through. Um, so, so far, and I don't know how far we want to go, but I'm about halfway through the cigar, I guess. Uh, my pairing is going pretty well. And Eric, you're drinking something. You're drinking the Narwhal, which I was going to say at the beginning is that's a big beer. Yeah, and it, it is a big beer. And it's super thick and viscous and chocolatey. And I will say that it is running over the cigar a bit, Robbie. Yeah. This cigar is maybe seven years old. I don't know. Like I've had it in my humidor forever. And I kind of feel like its best days have passed, you know, like sometimes yeah. with aging cigars, just like certain beers, but especially cigars, like if you age them too much, you kind of go past their good point. And I, I sort of feel like this is past its good point. Here's what I'm getting, Robbie. I'm getting just like a really milky, creamy note. And that's just about it. Like I'm, it's a nice oh. note. I'm not going to say this is an unpleasant cigar. It's definitely not an unpleasant cigar, but the the fun of this particular cigar, I think, maybe left three years ago. Yeah, you you definitely reach a point of diminished returns uh, when you're when you're aging stuff. So keep that in mind too. I mean, that goes for cigars. That goes for that goes for beer. That goes for just about anything. The the rule with beer, at least the rule that I follow, and Randy might have his own. Um, there's no flavor additives in the beer, no coffee, no vanilla, what have you. Um, the higher the ABV, the longer you can age it, right? And you kind of think the same way with cigars. Like the higher the strength, the more spice that's in it. And the, the nice thing with cigars is usually when you pick them up, you pick up a five-pack or a box or whatever, and you can smoke one right off the bat and say, okay, I can decide if this is something that I'm going to age, right? Like Rose of Sharon. I don't know why that just popped in my head. Phenomenal cigar. I'm not aging those. I'm right. getting those and I'm banging those out. I'm smoking them because a they're delicious and b in in maybe a year, year and a half, 
they're probably going to start to lose some of that flavor because they're not built for that. Right. But you could have a, a Neanderthal, something like that, that's got a ton of Lajero in it. It's got a lot of spice. Uh, I, I generally age things that have Maduro wrappers on them. Uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's just a visual thing for me. But uh, you know that you're going to lose some of that spice, maybe gain a little bit of richness as the cigar goes on, right? Um, and when you're talking about like something shade wrapper or natural wrapper, it doesn't really have quite as much of that. So you tend to lose it. But yeah, you definitely reach that point of diminished returns. Yeah. And that, that beer, I think even in that cigar's heyday, that beer would have crushed it. That beer is what, 13%? What's the percent? And a half? Matt, what's the percentage on the uh, Norwalk? What? 119 11. 11. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 12%. That's a great beer. <clears throat> they do barrel-aged versions of that every year. I think they did a... They did a they did a chocolate one one time. I mean, I, I'm sure they do a bunch of different ones. I had a barrel aged coconut version of that that was just amazing. Mm. It was like it, I I had it, let it sit for a couple of years, and, and cracked it open. But I've got beer in the fridge. Um, the Velvet Merkin is one that comes from uh, Firestone Walker. It's, it's a barrel aged version of their uh, Velvet uh, Merlin, which is a, a oatmeal stout. And they bear, they'll age it in different barrels. But I've got them going all the way back to like 2013. And that beer is probably phenomenal. Probably past its prime. Yeah, its Robbie, prime. just to uh, add to your, your point a minute ago, uh, a few years back, uh, a dojo guy, very nicely, uh, he was a guy from Europe. He sent us some, some Cubans from 1980. And mm. um, literally, th it was like smoking paper. There was nothing left so i think this isn't you know when you say something people tend to think oh like that's some sort of rule i'm not saying this is a general rule but just as a guideline because there are exceptions to every rule but as a guideline if you're going to age cigars like you said it needs to be the uh, the you're you're always losing you're never gonna gain you, you might gain like uh the melding of the tobaccos together and that sort yeah. of thing but you're never gonna be like gaining flavor like that eventually starts to go away so the stronger the cigar the the more you could age it the the more mild this cigar is you're gonna not gonna age a bunch of macanudos because six years down the line you're not gonna be able to even taste them so you know those oils and sugars and stuff is eventually evaporating, essentially. It's evaporating out of the cigar, so you're just going to get less of it. There's some sort of sweet spot between the time you buy it and the time that it's past its prime. There's some sort of sweet spot, and you need to find that sweet spot for each cigar. Yeah, that's why I always think whenever I'm going to age something, if it's a, a particular cigar that uh, anniversary something or other, whatever, something special. And I feel like, okay, this is something that I'm going to, I'm going to pick up and I'm going to lay this down for a year or two or, or whatever. Um, I always like to buy multiples, you know, maybe a box of 10 or, you know, a couple five packs, or whatever, and smoke them every few years. Um, <clears throat> and that way you, you get an idea of how it's changing. I think of, I, I always equate it to, um, I always equate it to like a, a good pasta sauce, mm. you know, like it's, it takes time for that, for all those flavors to meld. It's one of those things. My wife will make a sauce and it's on the, it's on the stovetop for like the, the whole day if she's making a meat sauce. And then we, we have it for dinner that night and then we'll have it a couple days later. And it's always a little bit better because those flavors kind of meld and they, they just, they unify a little bit, I guess is meld, same thing. Um, but you're right. It never, you're never going to gain flavor, but you might gain a slightly better experience. A balance. Better balance. Or something, yeah. yeah. 
or yeah. or you in in retros or uh, in conversely, I guess I should say, sometimes there's a, a harsh note that you might have initially that you would get rid of, and you and that's a good thing. You want to get rid of that harsh note, and then it mellows out over a year or two. Like uh, a good example of that is the Romacraft Craft series. Um, mm-hmm. When you get those like right out of the box, I personally don't think those are a good cigar. But you, after four years or so, you get rid of that sort of like harsh note, and it becomes a much better cigar. So some some cigars, you know, do need that a little bit of time, and other ones don't. You just got to figure it out per cigar. Yeah, that's a perfect example. Um, one that always jumps out to me uh, is I I'm. I'm a collector. We're all collectors. We we do this. We buy more cigars than we could ever. You have more cigars in your house, and most of you do. I'm looking directly at the camera, which I don't ever do. <laughs> you have more cigars in your house than you could possibly smoke. Most of you do. Uh, but uh, every now and again, all uh, Chile is a good example, too. Thank you for that, Randy. Um, <clears throat> and he waits another 12 hours before serving, of course. Um, Randy cooks six days in advance. <laughs> all this talk is making me hungry. Yeah, dinner is on the, on the, uh, on the stove inside. I can smell it. Um, so a, a cigar that really jumps out at me is the uh, Tatuaje, uh, the JV13, the Jason. Mm-hmm. I I buy a box of the of the monsters whenever they come out full size. I'm not a dress box guy, but if I was ever going to get a dress box, it would have been the the Jason because that box is really cool, uh, and it would match my lighter. Um, but I bought that box, and he's trying to contribute. Thanks, Randy. I thought your internet was down. Um, uh, sorry. Randy's in the nosebleeds. Yeah, he got he got bumped. Um, but the JV13, I bought the box. I'll buy them blind, and I get that box home. And I want to. I smoke it after a couple of days. You know, let it kind of acclimate to the to the humidity in my humidor and everything. And I did not like it. Mm. I just I hated that cigar. I hated it. It had this weird peaty flavor that was like like you guys talk about peated scotch. Right. It was like that, but it's just overpowering for me the first time. I smoked it, and then I smoked another one. I guess maybe about six months later, and it still had that. And I was like, I was giving them away. I was, you know, sending them in bombs and, and everything. And I, I kept a handful of them. Um, and then they got lost in the humidor. And then, I don't know, maybe like two or three years later, I found them. I was like, oh, let me see how these are smoking. And they were fantastic. Yeah. And they are now, they, they're, they'll always be my favorite in the series. And, I, and I'm thinking I could kick myself for every one that I gave away. But it's, you just never know. You know, you never know how how uh, things are going to change. I think uh, Espinosa Warhead is another example of mm. one that is a lot better about a year in. You know, if you just if you just can hold off yeah. for a year, that cigar really comes together uh, much better than when you smoke it off the truck. Now, other cigars, you know, especially Habanos in general, uh, I like them right off the truck because I like that. I almost like that. Um, uh, a little bit of not ammonia, but that just raw sort of uh, taste that you get, and and that's to me that's interesting. And so, like again, it just gets back to just kind of your own personal preferences and knowing, you know, should I wait on this one? Should I smoke it right away? That kind of thing. And I think any cigar you should be able to smoke right away. But the truth be told, we've come up with like three examples on this show where they are a little bit better after a year or so. Yeah, that that fresh. I always consider that that flavor you're talking about. I always think of it as fresh. Yeah, it's not really the right word, but that's the the word that comes yeah. to mind. To and that's how I would describe it. And it kind of reminds me of 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 drinking gin straight. 
like that there's that there's a weird kind of that botanical kind of vibe in there and there's a little bit of that uh, um, mineral kind of flavor in there too and that's that's what I associate with, with now Robbie when we anyway. did the uh, when we did the Far Eastern Standard uh, Lancero with Caldwell uh, he specifically said to us um, this cigar is going to be best right off the truck like it's literally made to be smoked right off the truck and and me and Jordan have ever since that moment we've sort of tried to come like come up with a list of cigars that are like that and um, because that's interesting most people think in their mind like aging cigars is what you do but uh, some cigars are good right off the truck and that was one of those ones where he said you know like this is going to be fun as soon as you open that package and just smoke them then don't wait don't hold on them and I think he was right about that that's interesting. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder what is in the is in the blend or 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 the the particular tobaccos that were in there that would that right. would cause that would cause that kind of answer. And and it's and, and some cigars like uh, like Liga Privada. Right. They always they position all the Liga cigars as like, look, these are these have been we've rolled these. They've been aged already. They've they've spent X amount of time in the humidors or what have you, and they're ready to be smoked now. Right. So, you know, they're, they're designed that way. They're built that way. They, they age them. And Mombacho did the same thing when, uh, I don't know if they still do, but when, uh, when I was with Mombacho, <clears throat> every cigar inside the band had a, uh, like a born on date. Mm. Uh, my camera's frozen, but you can hear me, right? Yep. Yeah. You just sure. reacted to me and they all had like a born on date and those cigars would age six months before they were even sent out. Mm. So there was no way <clears throat> that you would ever get a cigar that was less than six months having been rolled and stayed in the humidor at the factory uh you weren't going to get it in your hands before it had six months of age on it so those were ready to be to be smoked right away all right boys so as we wind down i think it's time to uh figure <laughs> yeah, out now that randy's back figure out what we think of this pairing i'll go first while you guys think about it since i'm just sort of co or i'm a guest producing the show unfortunately for me everyone this cigar is past its prime the beer is really good. This is Sierra Nevada, Narwhal. Uh, very good, very flavorful. Uh, as I told Robbie earlier, it seems to me that this cigar I let sit too long. Probably my own mistake. You know how stuff gets hidden in the humidor and you don't even remember that you have it. It's just a, It's so much like a milky cream that nothing unpleasant in any respect about the cigar, but it's just... Not holding up to this beer whatsoever, so I would go thumbs down. What about you guys? What are you thinking? Well, uh, I'm going to say that <clears throat> your thumbs down doesn't count because you got the cigar and the beer wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> that's totally true. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I don't mean to call you out. I'm just saying. Uh, Randy, welcome back. Thank you. You, you feeling good? You look great. I, can you believe it? I I want to check. I I would swear this literally might be our 75th episode. We went through 75 episodes with never a hitch in hardware or support stuff. I don't know what's going on today. I've actually ruled out the new camera. That's not what it was. It was something weird with my internet. It might just be my service. Anyhow. Nobody um, cares. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I feel so bad. I have to, like, explain myself. But well, now, the now, you've got the, now you've got the new camera on. So yeah, we've so got to see three camera. different angles of you today. So yeah, it's it's true. really been a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, as, as you know, I, I, I like to really like step it up and like do some special things when I can. But uh, that being said, I never got to uh, share what I was drinking. If I can just take a couple yeah, extra minutes. You didn't um, get the right beer either. Uh, I, I don't know that that's totally true. There is chocolate, but there are other adjuncts in here. This is a beer uh, most of you probably haven't seen. It's um, only probably on the West Coast. It's a smaller-ish brewery called High Water. They make this beer called Campfire Stout. The people that try this for the first time freak out. I'm going to tell you what the adjuncts are. Not only is there chocolate... But there is also graham crackers and marshmallows added to this stout. So it's kind of a s'mores stout. It's a little bit sweeter because of the marshmallow. It has this great graham crackery, bready uh, sweetness that comes along with it as well. So it really does kind of give you this s'mores characteristic. Um, really, really nice beer. It oh, It's not super high ABV. It comes in, uh, you know, probably under eight i don't see it actually on the label but um so i would argue that i got the right beer ish i didn't um, hear any of that and i still think you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> but the idea behind it was you know i mean chocolate and spice are a great combination you know we, we we're going to go through uh several other uh, combinations of of uh what we're going to do through the rest of the chocolatey segment but um for me the cigar uh, as you said, uh, Robbie, it's it's a fat, so it came out in 2020. So it's a little bit newer than what uh, Eric was smoking. So I'm getting a lot of chocolate from the cigar that's giving a great flavor hook. Uh, the spiciness is relevant in this. I had a conversation recently with someone about the pepper series who thought that these weren't peppery enough to baptize as the pepper series. I I disagree. I think this has that great Esteli uh, spiciness to it. Uh, this is everything that I hoped it would be. It's a thumbs up all the way for me. You know, Randy, that uh, the campfire stout from High Water. Um, my wife and I. So I have a little. I have a little anecdote about that beer. Is that okay? Oh, great. Yeah, please. So my wife and I do the Oscar movie challenge every year, where we have to. And this is. I don't know if she made this up or what, but we watch all the movies that are nominated for all the the major awards. <clears throat> and sometimes there's a random movie that, you know, is barely released or a foreign language film that gets nominated that is, is not like a normal release where you can just go down to your, your normal, uh, you know, movie theater and, and see it. So we, for whatever reason, there were two movies that we had to go see at, oh man, I can't remember the name of the theater, but it's in Livermore. Um, anyway, and they served, they had, they served pizza and beer and there were couches, really cool movie theater. And we were seeing a double feature. It wasn't a double feature. We made it a double feature. We were seeing one movie and then another one. And uh, I went in and they had all these different beers and they were like, they had this campfire stout from High Water. And I was like, oh, I've never had that before. And she's like, oh, well, I can pour you a little taster. I said, no, I'll come back and I'll get that for the second movie. And I came back and I got it. <clears throat> and I kid you not, Randy, I went back during the film, I missed most of the movie. I went back four times to refill my beer. I did not drive home that day. Wow. I felt I fell in love with that stout. It's it's sweet. It's got a little bit of smokiness to it. And I didn't hear you describe it. It's got some chocolatey notes. There's like a graham cracker vibe in there. It's a really, really good beer. 
And so I've, it's, a, it's been a constant in my, my fridge. I don't actually have any right now, but I do have, Randy, I don't even know if you know about this, the barrel-aged campfire stout what? that came out. <clears throat> uh, this must have been six or seven years ago, and I bought these at Hop Grenade. They had it on tap, and they were doing like a, it wasn't a tap takeover, but they had the, the campfire stout, they had the uh, regular campfire stout, they had it on nitro, and they had the uh, the barrel aged version, and it's it's just a delicious beer. I think we've lost Randy again, but uh, oh, it's oh no, you're still there. Okay, oh, it's a good. delicious delicious beer, um, and I can see I, I'm gonna, I'll give you a hard time because it's not called the chocolate stout, but you're right. It, it's it it's a sweeter stout. I don't know that it's a milk stout. I don't know if it has uh, if it has lactose in it, but um, very very good beer, and I could see it going well with the with the cigar. Uh, for me. The Young's was about as about as light of a stout as I think would stand up to the cigar. As I said earlier, it checks in at 5.2%. It's rich. It's not really viscous, so it's kind of lighter on the palate. And the flavor isn't overpowering. But there was enough chocolatey notes in there and a sweetness in there that made a real nice... Um, <clears throat> Uh, flavor hook with this particular cigar with the uh, with the um, the jalapeno uh, the fat jalapeno pardon me ph fat by the way yeah. um, and i'm gonna give this a thumbs up the spice from the jalapeno awesome. uh, was really really nice uh, 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 component to add to this and that sweet spicy thing what we were trying to achieve here uh, i think it works really well so i think there's something that we can learn from um, we can there's something we can learn i think from from eric is you know do the pairing, but when you get into uh, and I don't I don't know if if I mean, Randy I've, if you heard this I've been pretty I don't know busy. If you I've heard. been pretty busy, Robbie. Pretty busy. No, I'm just, and it's not stout season. Like I went and looked yeah. and like there was for to find a chocolate stout. It was it was Young's. There was a Samuel Smith and there was a couple of others. It's I mean this isn't really the right time of year to do this, but um, I would say that Young's is one of those beers that kind of defies the season. Like if you're sitting outside on July evening and it's you know still 80 degrees outside or something because it was incredibly hot that day, it's still a really good beer. It's still re it's still refreshing. It's not overpowering. Um, but uh, Randy earlier, Eric said, you know, when I think of Imperial Stout and cigars, I think it's a great pairing. And it's going to be a great pairing. And I was saying, you know, Imperial Stouts can be just a little bit over the top. So I think you know finding that stout and <clears throat> have a little bit of sweetness in it. Um, you know, it's going to have, you said adjuncts, Randy, but I'm going to say flavor additives. Um, it's, oh, it's got to, Tanner it, put that, put it in my mind. I was, uh, I, I loved it. it. We made a sound bite out of it and <laughs> we're going to hear it God. every season, every episode moving forward. Um, no, if, if you don't know about Randy's thing about adjuncts and flavor additives, he's the only person who says it that way, but it doesn't matter. Um, but you have to find something I think is in that like five to eight. Yeah. Five to eight and a half percent. Once you get higher than that, then you really have to focus on getting a strong cigar. Now, with that being yeah. said, I think that this jalapeno is strong enough to probably hold up to an imperial stout. Yeah, possibly. I'm really glad that you said that, Eric. Uh, Robbie, pardon me. I'm I'm all over the board today. This whole thing's got me all messed up. Um, I'm really glad that you said that, though, Eric. I did it again. Uh, just just move on. That uh, that ABV plays a, a role in it. 
Imperial stouts often end up with that viscousness that really clings to the palate. And so you have a hard time kind of shedding that and enjoying the cigar. And I think that's what leads to a lot of the overpowering kind of characteristics. Um, so I think you said that perfectly, Rob. I think uh, that's a takeaway from this show for people that are really interested in finding good flavor combinations is is matching that intensities that we always talk about. And so uh, uh, I think that was dead on. This is six and a half percent. Yeah, you got to be careful, man. Yeah. You got to know that that uh, cigar can hold up if you want to bring to the party a narwhal or a prairie bomb or some of those mm-hmm. like yeah. super thick, sticky stouts often make it tough to enjoy the cigar i'll take a coffee noir over a prairie bomb Ooh, the Ooh, coffee the, noir from yeah, prairie, yeah, oh, yeah. get yeah. out of town prairie, that beer's phenomenal yeah they make one called budge too that goes really well with it's not quite yeah. as sweet phenomenal. as the as the bomb which phenomenal. is kind of counterintuitive since they call yeah. it fudge but uh, a little bit more chocolatey a little bit lower abv yeah, those beers are fun. <clears throat> They're fun pairings, too. Um, so, Randy, are you prepared to tell everybody what we are smoking and yeah. drinking next week? Beautiful. I wasn't sure because you've been on six different cameras. Yeah. You were somehow typing in comments when you had no Internet. I'm not sure how that worked. <laughs> uh, I, I, so, yeah. So let us let everybody know what we're doing next week. So I'll tell you, I'm going to take a note from tonight and do a test run on new software before just introducing it to the show. Um, But next week, super exciting. This is the one we were pumped about. uh, The Batida de Coco with Mm -hmm. the Laranja Escuro. Um, I'm going to post the the recipe for the Batida de Coco uh, on Dojoverse. So check out Dojoverse if you haven't seen uh, they have released the new point scoring. We've got a new leaderboard. Everything's new on Dojoverse. Go check it out. I'm going to pin to the top of the Flavor Odyssey group um, this recipe. So you guys have a chance. It's a Brazilian coconut cocktail. And we're going to be uh, drinking that with the Laranja Escudo, which also has that Brazilian tobacco that's going to be a, a fun tie-in. Randy, do yeah, that I, do that early so we have time to, to do this. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. I'm excited. We we uh, Randy and I. So when we're we're parent we're planning out the season. It's it's it takes a while, right? Because we want to we want to be very specific about what we're pairing and why. <clears throat> and sometimes we will do a pairing knowing that it's not going to be great. And there's. Uh, it's it's not just a haphazard thing where we're throwing you know things at a dartboard, uh, and this but this we found this cocktail completely on accident, and I am completely is is Andre co-hosting or what's going on? That's amazing. No, I think it's great. He's he's bringing down the median age of uh, of our viewership. That's fantastic. Uh, no, I'm I'm really excited about this cocktail specifically, mm-hmm. but the the Laranja Oscuro is. It might be my favorite Espinosa cigar, I think. And I, I, I would guarantee that 150% of the people watching this show, Randy, have that in their humidor already. So you guys are prepared on that end. Um, and I don't think that there's anything weird in this cocktail other than coconut milk, which anybody can find. So, uh, so that's going to be good. We're looking forward to that one. Okay. Eric, what's going on uh, on uh, Smoke Night Live this Friday, man? So this Friday, uh, Risty Ristevsky from Jossum Crawl. We'll be in studio here, Dojo Studios, 
Uh, and I'll be smoking a Nugs for the first time ever. So if you want to see me get stoned, watch the show. <laughs> Tune into the show. Well, uh, he'll, be... he'll explain to you why that's not actually uh, of course. possible. But, well, yeah, yeah, I was just saying. But it's a good soundbite. Blue label. No, it is. It is purple, right? It's it's a great soundbite. I love it. I'm I'm gonna tune in just for that. And and I want to get some some uh, some Reese Day stock tips because he's yes. all over it, man. Oh, we'll be talking. So we, we're gonna be talking yeah. some doggy coin for sure. Yeah, he's nice. he's all over it, man. That's awesome. Um, awesome. Thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, Eric, thanks for uh, playing out of position today. Randy, thanks for making it interesting. Um, this was, no, this was a lot of fun. And this, I, this is exactly what I wanted to get out of this episode is the, the, the spicy and the sweet and how does that work? And we're going to kind of, we're going to do that again, but backwards, uh, you know, in, in some of the, the coming like, next week, really. Um, so we're going to get that, that chocolatey vibe from the cigar next week, really. And then there's going to be the, the cocktail has got that coconut and chocolate and coconut to me is really, really good. So I'm hopeful, uh, that this is going to be a, a wildly, uh, wildly good pairing, um, and hopefully you all can uh, pair along with us. With all that said, thanks for tuning in. We will be back next Wednesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, same bat time as they say, Randy. Oh, see, you know, it's funny. I actually checked in bef on the Dojoverse before the show, and I even said that in my check-in. said, for once, I'm checking in before the show, not during, much like Randy just did. But... Uh, <sighs> Yeah, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Be kind to each other. It doesn't cost you anything. We'll see you next Wednesday as the Odyssey continues.